got a match. Sorry, that was so loud. It sounds like I just got a Furby on Christmas and I'm eight. Hey, I'm Jane Marie, and this is DTR, a branded podcast from Tinder and Gimlet Creative about defining the relationship in the digital age. Defining the relationship can get a little explicit, so if you're listening with kids, you might want to press pause or put your headphones in for the rest of this episode. Because this episode is about married people on Tinder. No, not married people using Tinder to date. But you know how your coupled up friends are always like, give me your phone, I want to swipe, just let me play with your Tinder. Partnered people love swiping because they either miss it or they never experienced it and want to give it a try. I'm not married, I have a boyfriend, and I love commandeering people's phones and playing with their Tinder. I love playing the digital yenta. So for this episode of DTR, we're going to play matchmaker for two lucky ladies. We're taking their phones and doing what we think is best for these babes. And by we, I mean me and my friend, Andrew T. Hi, I'm Andrew. I do a podcast called Yo, Is This Racist? I'm a writer, and I'm the foil, the dating foil to Jane. I think all my instincts are exactly opposite of Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're a perfect balance. First of all, in our 10 years of friendship, mm-hmm. I have met exactly one and a half mm-hmm. people that Andrew's mm-hmm. dated. I don't date a lot. Right. Yeah. And I date everybody. Oh, snap. <laughs> That's a joke, but... <laughs> But instincts-wise, when we say, like, you have different instincts... If nothing else, I I come to this particular exercise uh, very sympathetic to the dudes um, and very sympathetic to how one might put themselves out there in a clownish, (laughs) inept, uh, possibly kind of sexist way um, in trying to get a date. Right, and I'm I'm, I'm like, I'll just swipe left. Yeah. I'm the good cop. And I'm the bad cop. So we're taking over someone's Tinder account. Good God. We have two women, both 25, both dating in New York City. One a serial first dater and the other more of a long-term relationship kind of gal. One is new to the city, a transplant from Nashville, and the other has been in New York for her entire dating life. These two women will hand us their phones, we'll swipe for them in the studio, we'll set up the dates, and then we'll send them out into the real world. And make it that much more awkward by following them around with microphones. You know, regular date stuff. Our first victim is Jenna. She's that voice you heard at the very beginning of the show, the one that screamed about getting a match. Yeah, that's Jenna. She's a full-time journalist and part-time grad student, a native Long Islander who commutes to the city every day. And are you single? Uh, yes, I am very single. <laughs> How long have you been single? Um, all right, I'll say I've been single for two and a half years. I've dated people for like months, weeks at a time within that two years, but I have not had a quote-unquote serious relationship for two and a half years. So we took a look at her profile pictures, and we were impressed. First of all, you are beautiful. Nice butt. Yeah, agree. Oh my, <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, you have it going on. Yeah, this is going to be, this, this is going to be, be easy. so easy. <laughs> thank you. I feel like I need to hang out with you guys every day just for the ego boost. <laughs> 
This is one of the funny things about Jenna. She thinks she's really awkward, and she seems kind of surprised when we tell her how cute she is. But she's a hot date, and even though Tinder takeover is the time for us to decide what's best for her, we decided to play nice and ask her about the type of men she's interested in. I, th- I think now that you're asking me, like, could I go on a, a tangent and give you a long laundry list of things that I'm interested in? Of course, I think any human being could. Go. I am a big fan of banter. Um, I'm very sarcastic. I make a lot of pop culture references. I want someone that's, like, family-oriented, like, someone that's, like, not too religious. Um, someone who's, like, my height or taller. I feel like I used to be one of those people who's, like, only tall men. But, like, I am five foot ten. I mean, I'm a lot to handle. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I think anyone who's ever met me knows that. I'm extremely extroverted. I can talk to a chair if I need to, uh, in a non, like, psychotic kind of way. I want someone that has something new to bring to the table. What do you want them to look like? John Krasinski. John Krasinski? That's like my dream man in like more ways than I could tell you. That's, Everyone's that laughing should be in the pretty attainable. Right Come on. That is so easy. We will get you John <laughs> Krasinski we can in do that. five minutes. We got this. Oh my God. Like a doofy white guy. I, I'm thinking about it too. I'm like going through all my like celebrity crushes right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel like you would hate all of them. You know who one of my biggest celebrity crushes is? Let's go. Uh, the Rock. What? Oh, nice. Nice. I think he's super no, hot. I, think, I am. So, okay. This I am about. I'm also really into Jason Momoa. I'm really into beards, by the way. This is so helpful. Beards, okay. This is really helpful, though. You're saying, like, someone who's on an NBC sitcom, but with, like, two months could get so ripped it's scary. Is that, because that's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. You guys got this. So, for Jenna, our mission was to find a guy who looks like an NBC sitcom star or a pro wrestler. Ideally... A combination of both. And who also knows how to tell jokes and hold an intelligent conversation. So, now, the good part. Judging people with no repercussions. That's a John Krasinski right there, baby. That's a John Krasinski right there. He's six foot four, if it matters. Girl. Romantic, chivalrous, respectful, looking for company, relationship, and friendship. Yeah, you can say yeah to him. No. 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 Why is he wearing that belt buckle in every photo? Because he's a fucking dapper man. No, this man's like really feelings. hot. Hold on. Fine, whatever. No. Uh, we this got guy's a, a douche we got a party bag. boy. He's a douche bag. I'm going to say his real job is fake DJ. He looks like he'd be mean to me in a bar. Okay, here we go. Michael, I'm just saying yes. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to this guy already. He's got that Krasinski he's chin. He's got that Krasinski face. Yes! I just got a new match. match. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh, he uses one of my most hated words in all of Tinder. You guys want to guess what it is? Uh, moist. Sapiosexual. Ugh. Yeah. That Just hate. fuck a brain in a jar. Jesus. Fuck a USB port. Guys, I don't understand this, um, this bio. All right, let me hear it. It says, looking for my alley. It's been 156 days. He's talking about the notebook. He's inferring that he's Noah. He's Yeah, swipe right. He's super cute. Oh, whoa, we got a message. We got a message back. Okay, so sh- do you want to message him or should I? You should. Just ask him on a date? Yeah, let's move to the date. This is this is fucking fascinating for me. I love being here. So Andrew and I matched Jenna with a bunch of hot guys. 
seemingly intelligent hot guys. And then we sent her out on dates. Okay, so I'm currently walking towards the bar that I'm meeting this man at. We work in similar industries, so that seems promising. Um, I'm vaguely nervous, but not nervous enough where I'm, like, going to vomit. It's, like, kind of like Sunday night before work jitters. Uh, He seems cute. I'm kind of hoping he looks like his photos. And, yeah, here we go. And things quickly evolved. Got interesting. What's a polite way to say that everything went off the rails? (laughs) Jenna recorded her date for us on her phone. Okay, so I'm in a bar right now, and the guy that I'm on this date with just went in the bathroom, and I made friends with the three men at the bar around me. One is Australian. Can you just say hi? Hi. (laughs) Keith, the bartender from the bar, usually frequent. Hola. And I don't know your name. Uh, Alex, nice to meet you. And this is Shane. Well, how's it going? This is the most insane person I've ever been on. On the table. Quick, quick, quick. Are you giving me your email address? Yeah. And what's your first name? Sam. Sam, hi. I'm Jenna. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. I will read it. Thank you. Okay, so let me interpret. Um, You just heard an Australian gentleman named Sam try to pick Jenna up while her date was in the bathroom. Jenna is going to explain to us what exactly happened there when we get her back in the studio. But first, date number two. A couple nights later at the very same bar. But this time, we got her a total Krasinski. I'm Brian. I'm 29. I'm a filmmaker who lives in Brooklyn. Before Jenna met up with Brian, our producer Caitlin checked in with her. How did you get ready for the day? I literally took an hour and a half nap before I came here. Uh, in my office's nap room. <laughs> and that was, that was about it. I'm like kind of dressed like a little boy right now. I have on like Converse leggings and like an oversized ripped shirt. So... Do you think it's going to go well? I hope. I mean, I hope so. Five minutes later, Brian showed up. I know, and this whole situation is super weird, so thank you for being, like, super down with it. Hi, I'm going to hug you. No, not at all. Hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) It's definitely awkward, but... According to our lurking producer, Caitlin, it started out great. Jenna was drinking a little pink cocktail, and Brian had a beer. And right off the bat, they were chatting, cracking jokes. But if we've learned anything about dating Jenna... It is never go to the bathroom. Can you brief me on what just happened? This is so mortifying. I don't, I feel like these things only happen to me. So Brian just went to the bathroom and we had just, literally just gotten our brand new fucking drinks. Wait, how many drinks? We had three drinks. We're in this like corner of the bar and there's a ledge next to us. So like that's where the drinks were. And I had my elbow on it. Like I've had it all night. And I, like, adjusted myself to, like, take out my phone to pretend to check it because that's what you do when someone's in the bathroom. And the entire ledge just flipped over and fell out of the wall on top of me. And now my entire leg smells like vodka and or Lagunitas because that's what he ordered. And my jacket is covered. And, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am, like, the most awkward human being to walk the face of the earth is the gist of that. But would you say he was a good sport about it? No, he was, like, totally fine about it, considering, like, if anyone else came back to the bathroom and, like, saw that, they would probably be like, oh, my God. But, like, again, you saw it, so, like, it was helpful to have a third party to be like, she didn't just rip this out of the wall like a psychopath, Uh, which is honestly what I would have thought if I had been the one to go to the bathroom and came back and my date was just sitting there with, like, broken glass. How is the date going? Okay, yeah, no, like, very thought question. Um, Brian's really nice. 
like totally someone like I would hang out with like with friends just like not feeling it romantically Poor Jenna. Remodeling the bar uh, is comedy gold. But remember, she wanted to date a sitcom star, not become one. But how did Brian feel about his vodka-covered date? I'm feeling good. I had a great conversation with her. I had a, I had a really good time. For sure. Uh, so how do you see the night ending? I don't know. I guess we have to see uh, where we go. I, I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the night. So Brian liked her, enough to completely disregard the broken bar and shattered glass debacle. Jenna and Brian spent another two hours together at that bar. That makes their total date running time five hours. Five. So a few days later, Jenna came back into the studio to debrief us. We talked about both dates, starting with that surprise group situation. Can you tell me about, like, the first date you went on? So yeah, so that date kind of got insane because it became a group date. Um, how? What? We were sitting at the end of the corner of a bar, and, like, I had the guy at the end. He and I were talking for, like, maybe 10 minutes, and we were literally talking about lunch. Like, we were just talking about, like, the most generic— Because it was like, you know when somebody shows up and you're just like, no, like, this isn't going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. But we started talking, and he's very nice. And in walks the bartender from the bar I go to with my coworkers every week, like multiple times a week. This man knows me. He knows my family life. It's the only bartender. It's like he's my Sam from Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) So then the three of us start talking. And then, like, there's another rando. He was eating a hamburger. He got involved in the conversation. And then the guy on my right, there was an Australian tourist who, like, interjected to ask us a bar recommendation. And then he got in the conversation Mm-hmm. And then my date got up to go to the bathroom and the Australian tourist slipped me a note and gave me his email while on the date with the other guy. You know what, though? I think like if you're clearly on your first blind date, yeah. then you're clearly single. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of the men in the room can like yeah. smell it. No, it was like. And they're like. It was totally He's fine. had five minutes with her, but I can I can swoop in right now. Right. It ended very amicably. Like, we walked to the subway together. Like, I gave him a hug. But, you know, no romantic prospect whatsoever. Date number one, meh. Date number two? So the second guy's name is Brian. Um, he was super, super nice. I feel like that's a really generic way of describing someone, but... Um, I was like, this doesn't sound good at all. No, <laughs> no, no. We, nice. had, we actually had, like, really, really great conversation. Um, I was literally on the date for, like, five and a half hours. Uh, and it was just, Whoa. yeah, no, it was really fun. What'd like, you do for five and a half hours? We were literally just talking like it was good. It was like a really nice intellectual discourse, which was pleasant. You don't usually get that on like a Friday night in a bar. Mm-hmm. There was like a moment at the end of the night when like we had each had like six drinks and we were saying goodbye that like maybe we could have kissed and like it wouldn't have been weird, but it didn't happen and it was fine that it didn't happen. Jenna was obviously into Brian enough to spend five hours with him, but I could tell there was something holding her back. I tend to, like, wait for the other person to, like, give me the cue as to whether they like me or not, and then I decide, which is a terrible, terrible way to exist. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm fully cognizant of that, so it was like, I feel like perhaps if I knew Flat, like, right off the bat that he was into me, like, maybe it would change how I feel now. I don't know. Right. Wait, has something bad happened to you in the past when you've crushed on someone? 
Yeah, like I'm thinking about it now. Like I think there's really only been one situation with guys that like it was a mutual where like we both were like walked away from it because we both were feeling like it was it was time. Mm-hmm. Um, every other situation I've had, it's the guy that walks away. And I think it's like a, yeah, it's probably like a deep-seated like rejection issue, I guess. I don't know. I have absolutely no problem like being myself. It's not that. It's just like it's the emotional wall. I'm going to throw something out there that I've noticed through a lot of these interviews with this this podcast, which is that we're all lonely, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're all lonely. We all want someone to snuggle up to at night. Um and we need intimacy and we need human connection and we need romance and all of that stuff. But actual relationships are so hard. They're really, really hard. Mm-hmm. There's so many elements that have to come together. And if only we could just be happy with getting one piece at a time from different friends or people or dates or whatever. Like you had this wonderful discourse with this guy you know, you guys could do that once a month. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? To, to expect it all to be wrapped up into one person, I feel like is so, such a tall order. Jenna has been in long-term relationships. And so, of course, she's been hurt before. And like so many of us do without meaning to, she's bringing those boyfriends who hurt her along on her first dates. And that's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just where she is right now. She's not willing to make herself vulnerable for just anyone. Well, I'm sorry that I failed you and didn't find love, um, but I promise to keep trying on behalf of all of you. I will feel like I have tiny Andrew and tiny Jane on each shoulder when I go on dates in a non-weird way. Thank you guys so much for this insane experiment. Coming up after the break... Our second Tinder takeover victim meets her dungeon master. Hey, DTR listeners, if you're listening right now, it means you might like us, unless you're hate listening, which whatever, I get it. But if you do like the show, please rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It actually weirdly really helps. It helps other people discover the show, and we'd very much appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Back to the show. Welcome back to our Tinder takeover, where volunteers give us their phones and we make the matches. My friend Andrew T. is in the studio with me. Let's meet our next victim. So, Victoria. Hello. This is new to New York, Victoria, straight from Nashville. Andrew and I brought her into the studio to get to know her taste in dudes. Can we get some, like, real basic background info on you? Absolutely. Well, how long have you been on Tinder? Off and on for, like, a year or so. How long have you been single? I've, like, been on dates, but haven't really ever been in, like, a super long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been, like, some people who I've kind of dated for a while, but I'm kind of, like, lifelong single is what I would classify myself as. And what are you looking for? Um, I just moved to New York like six months ago. So also just like meeting new people. Um, here's always something. Um, and I think like eventually I would like to be in a more long-term serious relationship, but it just kind of hasn't happened yet. So physically, what are you looking for? Um, so I am six two 
And so ideally, guys who are taller than me are like awesome, but also very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So height is something that I like definitely notice. Um, I think I go for like the slightly like nerdy hipster type. Okay, who's your celebrity crush? Ooh, probably this is so obvious, but like Ryan Gosling is such a celebrity crush. He's so tiny. He's a, he's a wee man. <laughs> it's okay, like Ryan Gosling's face on Larry Bird's body. <laughs> there we go. That would be great. Um, okay. <laughs> Larry Bird's former body. Yeah. No not cur- his current body. Oh, we got to find you a baby-faced, very tall, a tall, tall, tall baby. A baby-faced giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, to find that baby-faced giant man, we logged into Victoria's Tinder account and got to swiping. We also booked two dates in one night. They weren't guys that we would have swiped right on, but we decided that maybe with Victoria, we'd actually let her have a say. And she made some fascinating choices, which we had to make fun of in the studio. It's a rite of passage. So, Jason and Joseph are the ones that I'm going out with? Okay, so let's go to Jason. He is only six foot tall, but that's not short. And he looks exactly like Bear Grylls. Yeah. I do kind of love Bear Grylls. Uh, I think he looks a little, I'm going to just say it. Mm-hmm. A little like Euro. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's definitely going to score some like Serbian Molly at like in Ibiza. <laughs> Ibiza, yeah. He goes to Ibiza. That fourth picture is him in Ibiza splashing someone with a camera. It's like a GoPro. Oh, yeah. GoPro. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I dated a guy and he was like, I have a GoPro. <laughs> Out. I'd be like, you better go, bro. Nice. <laughs> and then the next match. Joseph. He's baby-faced. Joseph. Thirsty-ass, super-liking Joseph. Oh, he did a super-like. Here, he's eating and walking at the same time. Um, that okay. is fine. Multitask. Uh, He's he's got another, he's got a friend of equal or greater height. So keep keep that in mind. There are bigger red flags. Oh, there's a bigger (laughs) red flag. Yeah, right here, right in the beginning. Yep. It says DM, (laughs) that's Dungeon Master, uh, DM for two D&D groups. That's Dungeons and Dragons groups. It'll be fine. Just don't be, don't, don't be surprised if he's like got some weird sex thing. There's more. He actually has. He, you know what? It's like he's talking to you, Jane. I know. Next up, if you can't handle me at my D and D, you don't deserve me at my DTF. <laughs> you got burned. You got burned by this psychic. For me, this guy is 100% a no go. But as a digital yenta, my job isn't to judge. It is to tailor my services to the needs of my client. See, I like nerds. No. Fact, Jade. You've never once dated someone who didn't at least one time put someone in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> They're not maybe proud of it today, but they did it. Let me update that. I've never... Right. I've well. Okay. Look, I have, to, I have to tweak that a little bit, which is I would thought you were just going to say who hasn't been in a fist fight. Correct. And won. Correct. Right. Enough about me. Let's get on with the first date. First up, Jason, that GoBro Ibiza guy who looks like Bear Grylls. Victoria and Jason were set to meet at a bar in Brooklyn, and our producer Caitlin made Jason talk to her before the date. He did not like being recorded. This is terrifying. This is terrible. This is the worst. This is not a date. 
It is. This is an interview. I'm gonna... Or a date, in a way. I don't know what this is. And then we finally let Jason meet Victoria. You didn't bring your producer? I didn't. Sorry, you're going to have to talk to us. Oh. Let's get you a drink. <laughs> round one of drinks seemed pretty promising. So after he and Victoria ordered their second round, Caitlin checked in with them. Yeah, I had not high expectations, but he's turned out to be a relatively wholesome person. Uh, so how do you think this night's going to end? I have no idea, to be honest. I feel like we could potentially meet up again, so... So they were having a good time. There was definite arm-touching. But Jason cut the night short. He had plans with his friend, Tyrone. Tyrone, if you're listening to this, are you real? We need to know. Tweet at me. So on to date number two, bar number two, the date with Dungeon Master Joseph. Caitlin talked with both of them pre-date. First, Victoria. All right. We're in Williamsburg at a swanky little cocktail lounge. I like it. I like it, yeah. It's really it's a classy little spot. And some dark wood tones, a little candlelight. Feeling good. And it is snowing. Quite a bit. And then Caitlin spoke with the dungeon master himself, Joseph. Are you excited for this date? Are you nervous? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, I mean, it's... I mean, it's kind of weird because, you know, of course, there's going to be an element where we've got to be interviewed, but whatever. And then one drink in. How's it going? I feel like it's going well. It's been solid conversation, good eye contact. So, yeah, good well so far. I would definitely be open to at least another date. Well, do you think you guys are going to kiss? Probably not, but who knows? I'm not going to look. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we are going to tell you how that date ended in one minute. We brought Victoria into the studio to talk about both dates, and we started with date number one, Go Bro Jason. Was he a, a jerk, as we, we sort of predicted? He did not come off as a jerk to me. Nice. Yeah, blah, blah, nice guy. I mean, what kind of a nice guy interrupts your date to go hang out with Tyrone? Let's talk about date number two. How did that one end? Wait, this is Caitlin. I actually have tape from the end of the date. Um, it's Victoria and I in the cab. Can I play it? Uh, yes, please, please, please play that tape. All right. <laughs> We're in an Uber now. I didn't see how you guys said goodbye. What happened? Um, I went in for the hug, and we hugged, and then there might have been a kiss afterwards. What? If there were a kiss, if hypothetically. There, hypothetically speaking. Was it on the lips? It was. <laughs> if it hypothetically existed. <gasps> Good kisser? Yeah, it was solid. It was quick, but like to the point. I was like, all right, that's, that's forward, but I kind of dig it. And hey, here's an update from the future. Victoria and Dungeon Master Joseph have been texting and they have another date set up. I call it a success. We even got Victoria a kiss and it was easy. But we know it's not always easy. You can see that on paper, these women are basically the same. Hot 25-year-old single ladies in a giant city full of eligible dudes. But in reality, they're both at really different points in their dating lives. 
Victoria, she's new in town, and the stakes are low for her. She doesn't really know how bad a broken heart can be. She's open to everything. She wants to meet new people and have new experiences. Jenna, on the other hand, is more in a place to know what she wants. She doesn't have to be open to everything because she's got experience to guide her. And that's okay. Both of our clients told us that they had fun. And now at least they've got a weird story to tell on future dates. And I actually learned a lesson too. In the course of my digital yenting, I looked up the word yenta and discovered that an alternate definition is busybody. But you know what? I don't care because I have a boyfriend now. What else am I going to do? Watch out, single friends. I might take over your Tinder next. That's it for this week's episode of DTR. And actually, this is our final episode of DTR this season. Thank you all for listening, for sharing your feedback, and leaving us iTunes reviews. We have loved sharing these amazing stories with you, so stay in touch. I'm on Twitter at Marie, and you can follow Gimlet Creative at Gimlet Creative and Tinder at Tinder. And if you have a Tinder story you'd like to share, send us an email to dtr at gimletmedia.com. DTR is a branded podcast from Tinder made in partnership with Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by me, Jane Marie, along with Caitlin Boguki, Nicole Wong, Francis Harlow, Abby Ruzika, and Grant Irving, with creative direction from Nazanin Rafsanjani. This episode was mixed and engineered by Zach Schmidt and Dan Gallucci. Thanks to RMW and Christine Driscoll. Special thanks to my friend Andrew T. for his sage wisdom. Everyone go subscribe to his podcast, Yo, Is This Racist, right now. And of course, an extra special thanks to you, Jenna, and Victoria for entrusting us with your Tinder accounts. To learn more about DTR, visit DTRshow.com. DTR is on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jane Marie. Thanks for listening. Wait, guys, he's really cute. No, he's not. What do you want me to say to Peter? Peter, you're, you look like a delicious potato. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like to fry you up and dip you in aioli. Did it hurt when they scooped all those eyes off of you to make you to just a person because you look like a potato? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hated that. That's a good opening line, right? Is it? <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure. It's, that's fine. That'll be good.